On August 23, 1971, a cool breeze drifted through the windows of Maria Gomez Camara's house in Belmez de la Moraleda, Spain. But Maria's mood didn't match the weather. Today, the 52-year-old woman had a slight fever. Maria planned to lie down and rest after she finished cooking dinner for her family. But just as she was heading to her bedroom, her grandson cried out in terror. She rushed into the kitchen to find the boy staring at the kitchen floor in horror. He pointed to a shadow on the concrete next to Maria's stove. At first, Maria thought it looked like a cooking stain. But when she examined it more closely, a man's face came into focus. First his eyes, then his nose, then his mouth. At first, Maria tried scouring the floor, but no matter how hard she scrubbed, the eerie face wouldn't come out. According to her, the image only grew more defined over the next few days, claiming permanent residence in her house. Over the next few decades, hundreds more faces joined the shadow on Maria's floor. The gray, stain-like countenances of men, women, and children covered her kitchen. It was their home now, the House of Faces. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a ParCast original. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know. But in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Unexplained Mysteries for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. This is a special one-part episode on the Belmez Faces, the name given to the hundreds of mysterious visages that have appeared in Maria Gomez Camara's home since 1971. Today, we'll discuss the history of the Belmez Faces and examine the leading theories about their origin. Skeptics dismiss them as a hoax, while believers think they are spirits trying to make contact with the world of the living from beyond the grave. Don't believe it? Well, a few headless skeletons might change your mind. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Belmez de la Moraleda, Belmez for short, is an archetypical village in the greater Andalusia region of Spain. Its old whitewashed houses nestle into the hills of the largest olive oil-producing area of the world. Andalusia gave birth to many elements of Spanish culture, including flamenco music, bullfighting, and gazpacho. When tourists picture Spain, they often imagine Andalusia's bright blue skies and picturesque beaches surrounded by small agricultural communities. Belmez is one of these tiny farming towns, and with a population of around 2,000 people, word travels fast around Belmez. Nobody learned that lesson more quickly than 52-year-old Maria Gomez Camara. Maria first saw what looked like a human face on her kitchen floor in August 1971. Initially, the marking terrified her. She didn't care whether it was an omen or an innocent stain. She wanted it gone. So her husband, Juan, took a pickaxe to the concrete. He smashed the image to pieces and poured a brand new floor. But just a few weeks later, on September 8th, the face returned. It became known as La Pava, meaning the kettle, likely because Maria found it near her stove. Days later, a second face reappeared in the exact same place as the first. Startled by the mysterious face, Maria discussed La Pava with a few of her neighbors. Word spread like wildfire through the town. Within a few days, strangers lined up outside Maria's door to see the miraculous faces for themselves. If you need help imagining what La Pava looked like, think of a Rorschach test. Ink shapes splattered across a page. It was by no means photorealistic, but the marking clearly suggested the features of a human face. The lines at Maria's house grew so long that the mayor of Belmez, Manuel Rodriguez Rivas, got involved. He sent local officials to find out more and to try to put the town's fervor to rest. Some neighbors suspected the stains could be pig's blood. During the autumn festival Dia de San Martin, many locals slaughtered pigs in their homes. So, to solve the mystery, the town's investigators broke through the concrete kitchen floor. But unlike Maria's husband, Juan, they kept going. They dug and dug until finally they hit something hard. It wasn't a slaughtered pig. Investigators found something much more chilling. The skeletal remains of many people. A mass grave that no one knew lay under Maria's house. And most unsettling, all the skeletons were missing their skulls. The headless skeletons were excavated and given a Catholic burial in a nearby cemetery. Then workers poured another concrete floor in Maria's home. But the excitement was far from over. 
Just days later, the face reappeared, only this time it brought friends. Three smaller faces crowded around La Pava. Some thought they looked like children. Word spread to other towns in Andalusia, and Belmez turned into a pilgrimage site. People came by the busload. In the fall and winter of 1971, the house sometimes received more than 1,000 visitors a day. On a given weekend, 10,000 people might show up to witness the miracle faces in person. Soon enough, another large face appeared. This was dubbed El Palau, or the Bald Man, since it seemed to be hairless. And journalist Salvador Barber described El Palau as a man in his 50s or 60s who resembled a Greek philosopher. Then, in late 1971, a third large face appeared, slightly fainter than the first two. Those who saw it said it consisted only of eyes, a mouth, and a vague outline. In addition, other visitors to the house said they saw outlines of animals, children, naked women, and even Spain's dictator at the time, Francisco Franco. The mysterious occurrence remained a regional phenomenon for months until finally the tabloid newspaper Pueblo picked up the story. In early 1972, they published a story titled Something is Happening in This Town. The article created even more interest in Maria's House of Faces. As visitors streamed into Belmez, Pueblo printed 10 reports on the phenomenon during the first half of 1972. Thanks to the faces, their readership grew to around 50,000 people. Despite the large crowds clamoring to see inside their house, Maria's family reportedly never charged tourists an entrance fee. However, a local photographer took pictures of the visages at 5 to 10 pesetas each, around one U.S. dollar today. Throughout 1972, the images became more and more famous until finally, the governor of the province of Hain, which encompasses Belmez, stepped in. He hired one of Spain's most prominent paranormal researchers to go to Maria's house and prove that a living person was responsible for creating the faces. This researcher was Germán de Arjumosa, a wealthy, well-connected aristocrat with an eccentric interest in supernatural events. Throughout his investigation, Maria and her family remained living in the house. But as part of his experiment, Arhumosa asked Maria to stay out of her kitchen. He wanted to see if any more faces would appear without a human presence. Maria obliged, and on June 10, 1972, workers sealed off the kitchen floor. After a few days, new faces appeared through the clear plastic. This continued for years, with more and more countenances appearing and disappearing. In 1991, a Jesuit group launched its own investigation into the miraculous faces, but once again, their results were inconclusive. And that's how it would continue throughout the rest of the 20th century. The visages materialized, grew, shrunk, and disappeared throughout the house, with no explanation. 
1996, another paranormal researcher named Pedro Amoros first visited the house. He visited frequently in the years that followed, estimating that some 700 different faces had materialized in the time since the phenomenon began. Over the years, officials from the town carved some of the unusual markings out of the concrete floor. And the house displayed many of the faces, La Pava included, like paintings on the walls. When asked what she believed caused the phenomenon, Maria said, only God knows why the faces appeared to me. Gone were the days when the faces had frightened her. As Maria grew older, she reportedly hoped that the strange faces would follow her into the afterlife. They'd become such an integral part of her life that she claimed she didn't want to leave them behind. Maria died in 2004 at the age of 85. By that point, she had lived with the faces for 33 years. Upon her death, Belmez renamed a street in Maria's honor and many believed that the faces would disappear with her. Instead, new faces continued appearing in Belmez, and this time, they were in Maria's childhood home. Coming up, we'll try to uncover the truth behind the Belmez faces. Hi, it's Molly. In case you haven't heard, Parcast has an intense new original series I think you'll really enjoy. It's called Medical Murders, and it exposes the dark, disturbing, and deadly side of medicine. Every Wednesday, Medical Murders introduces you to the worst the medical community has to offer. Men and women who took an oath to save lives, but instead used their expertise to develop more sinister specialties. Join host Alastair Murden as he examines the formative years and motives of history's most infamous killers, dissecting their medical backgrounds with expert analysis and professional insight provided by practicing MD, Dr. David Kipper. You'll investigate a wide range of heinous healthcare workers, like the general practitioner believed to be the most prolific serial killer in modern history or the dentist who led a double life as a hitman, or even the doctor and gang member who mixed deadly potions for unhappy housewives to use on their husbands. When it comes to these true crime stories, the only thing the doctor ordered is murder. Follow Medical Murders free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, back to the story. In 1971, mysterious faces appeared on the concrete floor of Maria Gomez Camara's house in Belmez de la Moraleda, Spain. 
The phenomenon created a national spectacle and drew tourists from all over the globe. Despite predictions that they would disappear after Maria was gone, new faces cropped up shortly after her death in February 2004. And this time, they appeared in an entirely different house, Maria's childhood home. People who saw the new faces even claimed that one of them was Maria Gomez Camara herself. Though Maria was gone, the mystery of the ghostly countenances remained. One popular theory was that they had a supernatural origin. It was a hypothesis supported by years of investigations. Back in 1972, when Maria was still alive, the government of Hain province hired paranormal investigator Herman de Arhumosa to investigate her house. He enlisted his colleague, Professor Hans Bender, an internationally respected paranormal researcher from Germany. Arhumosa and Bender had several theories about the faces. While they thought it was possible the faces were part of a haunting, they believed it was more likely that they were created by the psychic activity of Maria herself. They hoped to capture psychic information through special recording processes. To do this, they ran tape recorders in multiple rooms. When they listened to those recordings, they discovered something shocking. They allegedly heard multiple voices saying things like, I'm still buried. But that wasn't even the scariest phrase. Allegedly, one of the recordings said, hell starts here. It was enough to make the investigators wonder if something supernatural was involved. And other non-paranormal investigations seemed to suggest the same thing. In 1990, the state-run Institute of Ceramics and Glass in Spain ran a series of mineralogical and chemical tests on two concrete samples with Belmez faces on them. Led by Father José María Pilon, the researchers tried to prove that someone had painted the faces on the concrete. But allegedly, Father Pilon and his colleagues found no traces of pigments in either sample. Many people took this as proof that something otherworldly had created the images. Then, in 2014, a popular supernatural investigation show called Cuarto Milenio looked deeper into the mysterious faces. The show's host, Iker Jimenez, visited the original House of Faces with his team and Maria's now adult children, including her sons Diego and Miguel. Jimenez's team placed several sensors throughout the house that they alleged could detect spirits. Then, Maria's children took the team to their mother's old bedroom. A thick silence fell over the group, and Maria's son Miguel claimed he felt his mother's presence. As soon as the words left his mouth, the sensors' alarms went off. It was as though Maria was listening. When the Belmez Faces episode aired on Cuarto Milenio in 2014, the show trended on Twitter globally. Jimenez hired researchers to perform a scientific analysis on the faces for the show, and a chemical engineer took samples from the house with the permission of Maria's children. The engineer didn't find any evidence of pigments, and he concluded the apparitions were not made with paint 
or any other known type of human intervention. A forensic criminologist even tried to create similar images using materials like acid and silver nitrate. However, he was unable to replicate the faces. Even with the most modern technology, it seemed no one could debunk the Belmez faces. They simply didn't seem to have been created by hand. But if that was the case, where exactly did they come from? In Belmez, one popular explanation was that God sent them. The people of Belmez are deeply Catholic, and they turned to their faith to explain the House of Faces. When the faces first appeared, a few eyewitnesses had attributed them to Dia de San Martin, a local festival that occurred every November and could last all winter. The celebration involved killing pigs, so some, including neighbors, believed the stains came from animal blood that marked the floor during the slaughter. Perhaps a higher power had arranged this blood into human features. Other people attributed it to saints. When people see faces appearing in everyday objects, they often give the sightings religious connotations. And some Catholics believe that the portraits in Maria Gomez Camara's house were of beloved saints. People went so far as to call La Pava by the name the Saint of Belmez. Many churches in Spain had saints' relics and displayed them prominently in glass cases. This was especially common in the province of Hain, where Belmez was located. In fact, shortly after La Pava appeared, the mayor of Belmez had encouraged Maria to encase it in glass. Professor of sociology Rafael Briones argued that belief in more superstitious Catholic symbols and rituals might have special appeal to people on the margins of society, people like the citizens of Belmez. In 1971, when the images appeared, Andalusia was one of the poorest and least developed regions of Spain. Martin Serrano's 1972 book, Sociology of a Miracle, supports this. Serrano's book was the first to ever be published about the faces, and in it, he discussed how the locals' beliefs in Catholicism and folklore might have convinced them the apparitions in Maria's home were a godly miracle. It's worth noting, though, that no one was able to conclusively link the phenomenon seen on the floors to any specific saint, and the Catholic Church never investigated the incident as an official miracle. Still, believers have another supernatural explanation. They suggest that the images weren't of saints sent by God. Instead, they were the spirits of the dead killed in the Spanish Civil War. In 1971, Spain was still under the rule of fascist dictator Francisco Franco. He had come into power by winning the Spanish Civil War, which lasted from 1936 to 1939. Scholars often refer to this conflict as the dress rehearsal for World War II. Both Nazi Germany and fascist Italy sent funding, arms, and even soldiers to General Franco. Franco and his nationalist forces waged a bloody battle against the Spanish Republicans. The brutal war and its effects killed hundreds of thousands of Spanish people. 
perhaps in thanks for the German support. Franco even sent 15,000 of his captured Republicans to Nazi-run concentration camps. During the Civil War, Andalusia was a hotbed of pro-Republican, anti-Franco activity. Franco's army killed or disappeared many of the people in the region. This brutal history undoubtedly left its mark on Maria. During the Spanish Civil War, Maria's sister and her family left town on a horse-drawn carriage. As Maria watched her sister and her nieces flee, she would have desperately tried to commit their faces to memory. She never saw them alive again. Threatened by starvation, Maria's brother-in-law and one of her nieces died from eating poisonous plants. A bomb killed her sister and other nieces. It's unknown whether their bodies ever returned to Belmez, but they weren't the only members of Maria's family to suffer under Franco. Some said that La Pava, the first face ever seen in the house, looked like Maria's Uncle Miguel Chamorro, a Republican civil guard that Franco's troops killed during the war. Believers interpreted the deep lines around its cheeks as Chamorro's signature handlebar mustache. Furthermore, others close to Maria said that the faces who occasionally appeared around La Pava resembled Miguel's wife and children. Without knowing this family history, Belmez locals suspected that Maria's family members who died during the war were the ones who had been buried underneath her house, and that it was their faces that appeared on the floor. The citizens of Belmez also recalled how Franco's civil guards had executed civilians using garrots. These were apparatuses with a metal wire used to strangle people. They often broke the victim's neck. This might explain why the skeletons found under the house all had no skulls. Still, there were so many different faces that appeared in the house, some believed that the Belmez faces weren't just Maria's dead family members. Some could have been victims of a specific event that happened during the Spanish Civil War. On April 1, 1937, the Nazi Condor Legion from Germany bombed the town of Hein. It was just 37 miles from Belmez. The attack killed an estimated 159 civilians, a significant number for such a sparsely populated rural area. Due to Hein's lack of weaponry, the attack was seen as particularly cruel, and some claimed to see the pain and anguish of this bombing manifested in the Belmez faces. They said the images had distinctive features of people who were killed in Hein. But to others, this connection doesn't prove anything. After all, Belmez wasn't the only town that suffered losses under the Franco regime. People died all over Spain during the war. Why would only a handful of Franco's victims appear in Maria's small house? The faces also didn't appear until 1971, some 32 years after the Spanish Civil War had ended. If the spirits had wanted to show themselves, then why did they wait so long? Some sources say that as many as 700 different faces appeared in Maria's house. But it's unlikely that 700 people were buried under one small house on a narrow cobblestone street. 
Visitors to the house also describe seeing images unrelated to the war, such as the face of television host Isabel Preisler. Then there was a more glaring piece of evidence to rule out the Civil War victim theories. Examiners determined that the skeletons excavated from Maria's house had actually belonged to a 13th century burial site. Belmez de la Moraleda had been continuously inhabited for possibly thousands of years. Odds were high that someone built a residence on a former graveyard, and over time, it was forgotten. As far as whether or not the spirits of these people clung to Maria's house, it was more likely that there was a simpler explanation. Coming up, we'll dive into whether or not the Belmez faces are a man-made hoax. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Now, back to the story. Some people believe the appearance of faces on the floor of Maria Camara's house in Belmez de la Moraleda, Spain, was a sign from God. Others thought that victims of the Spanish Civil War were haunting the house. But just as many were certain that the images in Maria's house were human-made. Even early on, skeptics believed that someone had created the faded images with nitrate and silver chloride. Some even speculated Maria's son Diego painted the faces himself. Others thought they were created by the photographer who took photos of La Pava for Maria to sell. His son was a painter who could have drawn more faces. But the question of why someone would perpetrate such a time-consuming hoax still remains. Many skeptics pointed to the economic scarcity of Belmez as the reason for the deception. In his 1972 book about the faces, Martin Serrano concluded that the images were a hoax created to generate income. Although it's true that Maria and her family never charged for entrance to their house, the small fee they received for photos would have certainly added up over time. But there were other ways the faces positively impacted the local economy in their sleepy village. During the initial tourism surge in late 1971 and early 1972, business in the town's bars and shops picked up with the influx of visitors. 
Perhaps Maria and her family initially created the faces themselves for financial reasons, and they never decided to stop. But it still wasn't clear how they did it. As early as 1971, the year the faces were discovered, the Spanish Ministry of the Interior sponsored a study to determine their origin. This was carried out by José Luis Jordán Peña, the vice president of the Spanish Society of Parapsychology. He had analyzed many supposedly haunted houses. Peña found that someone could have created the faces with a mixture of soot and vinegar. And another parapsychologist named Ramos Pereira mentioned that in special light, evidence of added pigmentation was clear. He said he could even see brush strokes. These early skeptics were backed by more serious investigations. Researcher Juan José Alonso, director of the Valencia Hydrological and Mineralogical Institute, was in charge of a 1975 inquiry. He took the concrete slab that contained El Palau, or the bald man, to his lab in Valencia, where he analyzed its chemical makeup. Alonso's tests detected minimal amounts of zinc and silver nitrate, but he concluded that he could neither prove nor disprove fraud. He said the elements were present, but not in the quantities generally found if someone had painted the area. Then, in 1993, the Journal of the Society for Psychical Research published an article on the Belmez faces. In it, investigator Luis Ruiz Noez noted that the concrete containing the faces had the traces of pigments used to make paint. Ruiz Noez hypothesized that lead could have been used to make the faces, seeing as it was widely utilized in the area. This could lead to dark, vague discolorations. And the faces did seem to age over time, like images created by ink or paintwood. Even those who believed in a supernatural explanation admitted to seeing these changes. According to Pedro Amoros of the Spanish Society of Paranormal Investigations, when Maria was tired, the faces appeared fainter. As she grew older and less mobile, there were fewer faces. Paranormal believers thought this proved that Maria was inextricably tied to the phenomenon. But skeptics argued that she simply wasn't able to keep up with her own hoax. Throughout the years, many investigators found some amount of pigment particles in the Belmez faces. Most concluded that a human could have painted or somehow created the faces. And it's worth noting that the investigators' fields of expertise ran the gamut from science to religion to the paranormal. It seemed like Father Pilon's 1990s study, in which he found no pigments, must have been a fluke. When the new faces appeared in 2004, after Maria's death, one of Spain's most popular newspapers, El Mundo, led another investigation. In this inquiry, paranormal researcher Francisco Mañez found that the faces were rather simple to create. You merely needed to find a stain that already looked somewhat human and rub it with oil to accentuate the image. Over the years, dozens of researchers have put forth different hypotheses for just how Maria and her family made the faces. It's become sort of a puzzle within the larger mystery. Then, 
there's the issue of who continued it. Many people think Maria's son Diego continued the hoax in his mother's memory or to protect her good name. Others think the Spanish Society of Paranormal Investigation was responsible. The theory goes like this. After Maria died in 2004, the Spanish Society of Paranormal Investigations still wanted to continue the hoax in order to encourage belief in the supernatural. The simplest way to have done this would have been to buy Maria's home, but they couldn't afford it. In 2004, Maria's abode at 5 Calle Real cost 600,000 euros. In contrast, her childhood home was selling for 84,000 euros. Journalist Javier Cavanilas suggests that the Spanish Society for Paranormal Investigations was unable to come up with the money to buy Maria's house. So their paranormal investigator, Pedro Amoros, met with the cousin who owned Maria's childhood home. Cavanilas thinks Amoros could easily have bought the cheaper house and faked more faces, but that's not the only conspiracy he suspects. Cavanilas also insinuates that someone could have easily faked the earlier tests. Cavanilas also thinks the tape recorders used by paranormal investigators picked up voices from the street and not psychic or ghostly phenomena. Others think the Catholic Church could have been involved in a cover-up and that Father Pilon's investigation was part of it. He could have claimed to find no evidence in order to encourage faith in the miracle. With all this evidence proving that the faces were a fraud, one has to wonder why people still kept believing in the paranormal explanations. It could be explained by a simple tendency toward religious beliefs strengthened by special circumstances. Belmez is a rural, deeply religious area, and towns like it are generally more open to supernatural beliefs than large cities. Remember back in 1971? The mayor of Belmez immediately believed Maria's faces were either saints or spirits. He even encouraged Maria to encase La Pava in glass. One can only imagine that a mayor in a more skeptical society may not have taken Maria's claims so seriously. What's more, many studies have shown that people who have been traumatized are more likely to believe in supernatural phenomena. And remember, in 1971, the people of Belmez had somewhat recently faced the horrors of the Spanish Civil War. Plenty of its populace had lived through the conflict. It's also possible that some people in Belmez simply needed something to believe in. At that time, Franco controlled every aspect of people's lives, but even the general himself couldn't put a stop to the talk about the faces. Believing in them could have been an act of simple rebellion. As far as seeing the faces in the first place? This could be explained by a different phenomenon known as pareidolia. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines the word pareidolia as the tendency to perceive a specific, often meaningful image in a random or ambiguous visual pattern. Some well-known examples include seeing a man on the moon, faces on Mars, and various shapes in clouds. The faces in Maria's house are distinctly recognizable as human to some people, but to different people or at different angles, 
they don't really look like faces at all. You might have to be told to look for them in order to see them in the first place. Still, a vast number of people did believe they looked like faces. So pareidolia or not, the hype surrounding the Belmez faces is still an incredible phenomenon. As for who perpetuated it, maybe all that will come to light once Maria San Diego passes away. Or maybe he'll leave the task to one of his own children, continuing the strange legend. Either way, at least one spirit lives on. Maria Gomez Camara. Whether or not she planned it, we might never know. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We'll be back Tuesday with a new episode. For more information on the Belmez faces, amongst the many sources we used, we found Javier Cavanilas and Francisco Mañez's book, Los Caras de Belmez, incredibly helpful. We also found information in Iker Jimenez's 2014 TV episode on the faces of Belmez on his show Cuarto Milenio. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals like Unexplained Mysteries for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Unexplained Mysteries on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Marina Cato Hogue, with writing assistance by Ali Wicker and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. Hi, listeners. Trust me, you don't want to miss the intense new ParCast original series, Medical Murders. From trauma surgeons to hospice staff, medical professionals are trained to give exceptional care. But what about those who use their skills not to heal, but hurt? Every Wednesday, meet the worst the medical community has to offer. Men and women who took an oath to save lives, but instead use their expertise to develop more sinister specialties. Follow Medical Murders free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>